Today on the Roaring Trainers, Kanto in the Jazz Age. After a relatively successful Pokemon catching demonstration, our heroes are geared up and ready to go for round two. Who will advance and who won't be quite as lucky? I'm so ready for this. Someone grab me a hot dog on the double. Let's find out together on the Roaring Trainers, Kanto in the Jazz Age. Let's do some Pokemon. Okay. Uh, hello. Uh, my name is uh, Gatlin, the baby DM, uh, and uh, welcome to the Roaring Trainers, Kanto and the Jazz Age. I'm Adam. I play Atticus. I'm Aaron. I play Wesley. I'm Nick, and I play Sendoran. All right. So uh, we left off. You guys were just about to start round two. 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 Round two. Mm. Round two. Mm. Wait, is that right? Round yes. two. Yeah. Fight. Exactly. Yes. It is yes. round two. It was. It, it was just. Right. A, there was just a yep. lot of battles in that yep. first round. <laughs> yep, and a lot of a lot of character development in the last episode. Learned a little bit about you. Learned a little bit about each other. And uh, learned a little bit yeah. about life. Learned that <laughs> I cannot make a single friend, <laughs> even when I try. <laughs> you know what I learned? You have us. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> Does that hit a little bit too close to home, there, Nick? <laughs> I don't want to talk about it. <laughs> uh, yep. Okay. All right, so you guys are walking down the dark tunnel, and uh, Professor Dogwood slaps the wall, and the the uh, door starts to rise up, and you hear that same familiar roar from the audience. Uh, so, second round, how are your characters feeling about um, going into this? Uh, Atticus is feeling much more confident than last time. He's mm -hmm. very nervous. Probably, I think his first real Pokemon battle like that. Um, but uh, he won, and he, he he doesn't think he did a bad job. He is also distracted considering the night before and everything that's happening, mm -hmm. so um, he's okay. Okay, awesome. Uh, Wesley's confident about his battle, but he's he's a little nervous about the unlicensed Pokemon he has stowing away uh, right now. Oh, so he's a, he's a goody-goody? Well, <laughs> I, I don't think he wants to let that on, but... Okay, yeah, I gotcha. And uh, Sindorin, he's he's kind of still nervous and very squeamish about the whole like audience factor and the fact that he's basically being judged by a crowd of strangers. Yeah, tens, twenties of people. Twenties of people, man. <laughs> <laughs> Full house. All right, have so you counted? <laughs> you hey, Professor Pine, <laughs> there's more than ten people here. <laughs> I told you. <laughs> All right, so um, as you guys walk onto the, uh, onto the field, you hear... And here we are again, ladies and gentlemen, round two of the Pokemon League induction tournament. We have Florence Dusk of Cerulean City versus William Oak of Pallet Town. These two trainers sure did give us one heck of a show in round one. Can they keep that momentum up for round two? Let's give it up for these two young trainers. The crowd then swells with applause, and then you can see Professor Dogwood pointing toward the dugout, uh, directing uh, the rest of the contestants to go take a seat. 
Uh, you then see each trainer take their place on their platforms, and you can see they each already have their Pokeballs uh, in their hands, uh, ready to go. The referee steps forward to the microphone and says, This will be a one-on-one -on -one Pokemon battle. No time limit, no substitutions. The match ends when one Pokemon is unable to battle. He then raises his flags and nods toward each trainer. William tosses his Pokeball into the air and exclaims, Let's go, Polyrath! Give it all you got! And then Florence tosses her Pokeball underhand into the arena and then says, Golduck, let's go. The two water-type Pokemon lock eyes and start positioning themselves, getting ready to pounce. The referee crosses the flags in front of his body and bellows, Begin! You hear Florence bellow, Golduck, use Scratch Attack. And then Reginald uh, pipes up from the speaker system and says, And the match is underway. A quick start from the Cerulean trainer. How will these two powerhouse water-type Pokemon measure up against each other? My heart is truly racing, ladies and gentlemen. And then you hear William uh, pipe up from his corner of the ring, and he says, uh, Polyrath, dodge, use dynamic punch. Golduck then rushes forward and swipes at Polyrath, but doesn't quite hit the mark. Polyrath finds an opening and connects its dynamic punch directly into Golduck's side, launching it backwards, but it manages to do a flip and regain its footing. Golduck, counterattack with water gun. Aim low. And then you hear Reginald say, A Golduck bounces right back after that dynamic punch. I wouldn't want to duck with this trainer. And then you hear him, like, back away from the mic, and he says, What, I, I can't say... I can't say duck. And then you hear the mic cut out <laughs> with a loud click. You then see Golduck's water gun connect with Polyrath's knee, causing it to lose its balance and fall prone on its stomach. Golduck, quick, while it's down, use headbutt. Polyrath just makes it to its knees before Golduck smashes its head directly into Polyrath, causing it to stumble backwards and land face down. Polyrath, you have to get up. Use bubble beam. Uh, Polyrath then pushes itself up off the ground and quickly launches a dense stream of bubbles in Golduck's direction. It connects directly with Golduck's face. For being a water-type Pokemon, it looks like Golduck didn't like the taste of the bubble beam one bit. It's still too close to tell which of these Pokemon will come out on top. Golduck, shake it off. Use scratch attack. Let's go. Polyrath, dynamic punch, come on! Uh, you then see the two Pokemon run forward and their attacks slam into each other. For a moment, you see the two Pokemon frozen in the aftermath of their collision. Polyrath flinches and goes down to one knee. There's a moment of silence. And then Golduck collapses, falling unconscious. The referee raises his blue flag in William's direction. Golduck is unable to battle. Polyrath is the winner. The crowd lets forth a huge round of applause, and you can see William launch himself off of his platform and uh, run toward Polyrath with uh, a nice tackling hug. You see Florence's eyes meet the ground as she calls Golduck back into her Pokeball. What a conclusion to the first match of round two. These two titans sure know how to get a crowd fired up. What a battle! And you can see... Florence start to like walk down her platform and away from the dugout uh, but then William runs up to her and like pats her on the back and they have what looks like a conversation but you can't really tell what's being said uh, she then turns around and then starts walking back to the dugout with William uh, so they William <laughs> <laughs> so they get back to the dugout and like Florence is like she's crushed like her eyes are kind of red puffy 
she's she doesn't look to be having such a good time right now. I'm gonna go and try to console her, but I don't think that Wesley's very good at it. <laughs> so well, I don't think this is gonna go well. <laughs> give it give it a go. Give okay. it a go, Wesley. Uh, I I walk up to uh to Florence and sort of pat her on the back and say, uh, uh Florence, uh how are you feeling? Um, not not great. Uh, well, uh you you fought well. Um there's no shame in losing to William. He's a strong trainer after all. Yeah, I am I suppose. I just I thought I was also strong, but I think that you are. I mean you gave him a run for his money. It was neck and neck the whole time. Yeah, Golduck did a good job. I'm proud of Golduck. Uh, me too. Why don't I go get you a, a hot dog or something? A hot dog? Yeah, yeah. They're, they're pretty good here. That's pretty much all they have, so... I love hot dogs. Yeah. Well, I'm going to go get you one now. And I walk away because I'm really uncomfortable and I go get a hot dog. Uh, Atticus just comes up and he's like, Oh man, that was like the coolest battle ever! And he just goes to Florence and like gives her a big bear hug and lifts her off the ground like, You did such a good job! That was so intense, man! And she's like, uh, oh, oh, sorry, I'm just really excited. Hey, great job! And then he walks away and he walks towards William. I don't know if you want I, to like, No, uh, Sandoran, I think, is... He's just kind of down at the other end. He kind of just watches that all take place, but he's kind of just, again, focusing on his own thing right now. Okay. Uh, so, uh, Wesley, as you start to walk out of the uh, of the dugout to grab a hot dog, Professor Dogwood stops you and says, "Um, Wesley, uh, you you're up." Oh sh- shit! I forgot about that. Sandoran, <laughs> <laughs> uh, will you go get a hot dog and give it to Florence? <laughs> um, sure. So I get. I, up I hand I... him. I ha- how much are a hot dog? Can I can I give him the money? Six hundred pokey. <laughs> yeah, Jesus. <laughs> Uh, I, I'm gonna say it's like 30 pokey. All right, I'm gonna give him the damn. It's 10 to get into this tournament, but 30 for <laughs> oh, a fucking hot dog. hot dog. Yeah, I mean, I didn't say the economy in this world was yeah. flawless <laughs> yet. So, Sendorn, here's 30 pokey. <laughs> Please go Wait, get for me a one hot dog. Hot dog? Or they're, is that... they're very good. There's diamonds on them. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I take his pokey and Sendorn heads on <laughs> to get a hot dog. I think I think it would be canonical, like if you say like, oh. I think it's 30 pokey, but he gets there and it's like five. Because you just have no concept of like what poor people eat and how much things cost. I love these hot dog things. Well, now I got some more pokey. Yeah. (laughs) So Professor Dogwood uh, just kind of like points you out and says, all right, well, um, it's it's your time to go, Wes. Uh, Irene, are, are you also ready? And she gets up and like all of a sudden she's looking really nervous. And she just kind of like, she nods. And she like does a really like straight backed walk out onto the field. Uh, I'm gonna sort of walk up behind her and then just give her like a reassuring pat on the back. She turns to you and she like she's super tense, so like she like does like a little robot nod. Okay, <laughs> and good enough. Um, as as they leave to go out to the field, uh, Atticus does go over by by William and he's like, "Man, congratulations, man! That was awesome. That was such an intense match." Yeah, uh, I honestly I. I don't know how I pulled that off. That was like, like, oh my god, that was so close. I am so happy for you. I hope, I really hope we get to battle each other. That would be really awesome. Fucking I, I really hope. I'm so jacked up right now. So are you saying you hope that I lose because that'll be? <laughs> You're out on the field, so you can't. Hear okay. <laughs> okay. I didn't hear that, but I just want you to know that if I had heard it, I'd have been hurt. Yeah. <laughs> so you and Irene uh, walk onto the field. And you hear 
For our next matchup, we have Irene Nichols and Wesley Hale. Uh, these two trainers gave us quite a matchup last round, and let's hope they can keep up the pace. Uh, let's hear it for Irene and Wes. And the, the crowd, like, does does their thing. They, they swell, and you actually hear, like, Ooh, Wesley, I love you. Oh, wow. Dude, you got so many fans. <laughs> and he I hasn't think... even showered. Yeah. <laughs> And then um, from another side of the what? stadium, you can hear uh, Irene, Irene, Irene. Like the the crowd is like they're super pumped for round two. I give them a little bow. Oh, uh, once you get onto wow. your okay. on, like, onto like your a platform. humble bow, you know, like oh, very cool, like acknowledgement. Yeah. Okay. So you do that, and then like it, it swells up again. Like like oh, he's so cute. He's By the so way, I think uh, I think Wesley doesn't like he's completely oblivious to all the girls that are yelling his name. All right. Yeah. <laughs> That Sounds makes sense. Right. <laughs> <laughs> so you guys take your place uh, up on the uh, on the platforms, and the the referee raises his flags in both of your directions, signaling you to release your Pokemon. All right, I uh, sort of do my patented underhand toss. Uh, let Scyther out of the Pokeball. All right, so uh, Scyther comes out of the Pokeball. You actually see it start to make like blade sharpening motions, like on his uh, front claws. Scyther, don't do that. It didn't work out for that guy in Indiana Jones. <laughs> I, don't, I haven't seen that movie. Oh, no. <laughs> uh, You're not the only one. I have not seen okay. that. Either, so. <laughs> no more references. Like, love Harrison Ford, but like, I don't know. Now you can just say anything and say it was from Indiana Jones. Yeah. They'll find it funny. They'll laugh just to feel included. <laughs> Shit, uh, they're onto us. <laughs> uh, and then you see uh, Irene. She, like, her arm is, like, shaking as she raises the Pokeball. She throws it, and it barely makes it over um, her platform. And then Pinsir comes out, and it, like, does some menacing, like, pinch, pinch, pinch with its, with its uh, pincers. It seems about the only thing that it could do menacingly. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I don't know. Pincers are really scary. Like, I don't know. I'll, I'll have nightmares about pincers. But anyway, so you release your Pokemon, and you see that he crosses the flags out in front of his body, and he says, Begin! All right, let's roll for initiative. All right. I don't, it's not going to get it done. Roll the natural one. Natural one. Okay, I got. So I'm getting that out of the way now. <laughs> <laughs> I got a, um, I got a 15 plus two, 17. So, yeah, that'll do it. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> Irene calls out, um, Pincer, uh, let's start off with a, uh, a, a seismic toss attack. And then, so Pincer, like, starts to book it right towards Scyther. And, like, it has its arms out to grab. And that is a 25 to hit. That'll do it. Okay, I thought that'll so. That'll do, pig. <laughs> <laughs> so you see, um, you see Pincer grab Scyther and like just fall backwards like putting scyther behind his head and you take five damage okay <laughs> <laughs> riveting <laughs> all right go for it all right um since we're already right next to him uh scyther why don't you use a slash attack oh, oh that's no, are you kidding? Woo! Jesus! Oh wait, you had a natural one. And yeah, natural, natural one. Yeah. ones for initiative. All right, wow. so so you got you got both of those out of the way. I told you. <laughs> 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 All 
All right, so with natural 20s, we do max damage and then one extra die of damage. So what is max damage without that extra die? Uh, without that extra die, max damage would be 15. Jesus, okay. Plus three. Okay, so for Mr. Mathman, that is 18 damage. All right, and at that hit, um, Irene kind of like snaps out of whatever she was, whatever trance she was in, and she's got her game face on now. Like, she's looking a little bit more confident. All right, let's do this. And she says, All right, Pincer, let's go. Use your vice grip. Crush that little bug. All right, and that is a 19 to hit. That'll do. All right. So uh, Pincer takes its huge claws on the top of its head and, like, reaches out, lunges forward, and Scyther is, like, in its grip. You take... Rack Scyther like a walnut. <laughs> Uh, and that is a, a six damage. And uh, actually, Scyther is now grappled. So in order to escape, you need to roll a DC 14 strength saving throw. And I'm using Scyther's strength for that. Yep, Scyther. Well, you're not going down there and prying its claws. <laughs> I, you, don't, of... you don't know me. <laughs> <laughs> That's not going to do. All right. So um, for your next turn, like Scyther is still in... That's uh, a two, by the way. Pincers. Yes. <laughs> Just for the people that couldn't yeah, see. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. Did I not say it was a two? It's a two. And a two does not do it, Wesley. Um, so for the next turn, Scyther is trapped in Pincer's claws. Um, and you're able to make the save throughout the end. <laughs> and you're able to make uh, re- re-roll the save throughout the end of uh, each of your turns. So I shall. Well, since I'm grappled, I think I really only have one recourse. Uh, so, Scyther, all you can do is slash attack again. All right. So, um, because you're grappled, I'm going to say that you have disadvantage uh, on your slash attacks. So, you can see if you you can hit him with uh, just poking him a little bit. With yeah, your... we're going to prison shank him. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, I got an 18 and a, let's see, uh, well, 18 plus 7 and then eight, uh, 11 plus 7, so 18. Yeah, absolutely. So uh, with that lowest roll, you you do end up hitting. You you see Scyther start to like try to muscle out of the <laughs> of of the vice grip, and you can actually see one of its claws gets into Pincer's side. Uh, what did you roll for damage? Uh, that'll be a one plus five, so six. Six damage. All right, and then go ahead and uh, re-roll that uh, escape. Uh, that'll be an eight. All right, an eight does not do it, so a Scyther starts to, like, struggle to get out, and Pincer, like, moves in to, uh, to crush you a little bit further. So uh, with Pincer's turn, it's just going to continue using uh, Vice Grip, and because you are grappled already, it just needs to roll damage. And Pincer rolls four damage. Okay. All right, and then so it is Scyther's, Scyther's turn. Scyther, shank him one more time. Shank me, baby, Yep, that's what I was hoping you'd go. think of. <laughs> <laughs> nope. Oh, it's not gonna do it. One. Okay. It's <laughs> gonna so, stab himself. <laughs> yeah, that's absolutely what I was thinking. So um Scyther starts to struggle and it goes to stab Pincer, but it ends up redirecting its claw into itself. So I'm still gonna have you roll damage on that. I do so much damage though. <laughs> Oh. oh, that'd be 15 damage. That'd be oh, max damage. 15 Man. damage to Scyther. <laughs> I can kill me better than he can kill me. <laughs> All right, and uh, roll another uh, strength saving throw to get out of that. This is going to be the one. Not going to be the one. <laughs> Nine. 
how much was that? Nine. Nine. Uh, nine does not get it. So, um, in stabbing yourself, <laughs> you <laughs> you try to escape again, and Pincer is just he's got you locked in. And then um, Irene says, uh, "Keep it up, Pincer. Use that vice grip one more time." And then Pincer like constricts its claws a little bit more onto Scyther for three damage, and it is Scyther's turn. Oh boy. <laughs> <laughs> Keep on shanking, Scyther. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh, my no. God. Wait, hold up. He has disadvantage. So he gets a second roll. You can't get lower than oh, a... that's true. <laughs> For everyone at home, Wesley rolled another, another nat, nat one, one. <laughs> and then Sen thought, oh, he has disadvantage. <laughs> he gets to roll again. You can't roll lower than a nat one. <laughs> I'm just as naive as my character. <laughs> All right. So you do, you, you try to stab Pincer and you didn't learn. You mean I didn't learn? <laughs> I didn't do this to him. This is Scyther. How much more damage is that? Oh boy, that is 13 more damage. Oh, oh Jesus. Hachi machi. Hachi machi. Yeah. All right, and then you get to roll that escape DC one more time. Uh, that'll be a 14. All right, a 14 gets you out of, about of that fucking grapple. Time. <laughs> so Scyther is so sick of stabbing itself, it pushes I its- I am sick of Scyther stabbing <laughs> itself too. Scyther takes its uh, its claws? I've been calling them claws. What are they? Scythes? Scythes? Swords. Swords. I mean, they are yeah. Scythes, Scyther. So uh, Scyther like- Oh uh, no, I get it. <laughs> Who are you, me? <laughs> I'm calling him Scyther. <laughs> so uh, Scyther um, breaks out of Pincer's grip, and it is Pincer's turn again. Irene calls out, "Oh, uh, dang it! Uh, get, uh, get Scyther back in there. Uh, use, use seismic toss." And that is an 11 to hit. Uh, that won't do it. Thank All right. God. <laughs> <laughs> so a pincer actually reaches out to grab Scyther, and Scyther's just a little bit too quick and just kind of like moves off to the side, and it does not grab you for that seismic toss. And with that, it is Scyther's turn. All right, Scyther, we need to get away from its pincers. Fly up into the air. All right. And then you see um, Scyther like open its wings and like shoot up into the air. So what I'm going to do is have Scyther fly up into the air about 30 feet away. Okay. I'm going to make a ranged attack. Okay. And uh, then I'm going to use Scyther's bonus action, which uh, is called agility. Mm -hmm. uh, this allows Scyther to move twice its speed as a bonus action. Oh, so awesome. So speed in the air is 30 feet. He can move 60 feet as a bonus action after he attacks. So I'm going to try to get enough distance between him and Scyther, or him and Pinsir, uh, so that pincer can't attack on that next turn. Yeah, that sounds solid. All right, roll for that. Uh, what what ranged attack are you using? It's called air slash. Uh, ranged attack, one d eight plus five flying damage. Okay, roll to hit. Ooh. Oh, that's that's <laughs> <laughs> Woo! Woo! He uh, needs it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so uh, Scyther in the air. Uh, brings both of its scythes down and slices the air. And when it slices the air, you can actually see, like, almost like a sonic boom where it's sliced, and these two booms are going right toward Pincer. So with the nat 20, you have max damage uh, plus uh, another die of damage. It'll be 13 plus 5, so... Ooh, eight, another 18. 18 damage. Hey. 
right. <laughs> dang, dang. All right. There's a lot of ups and downs in this battle. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so these two these two sonic booms hit Pinsir, and he actually like stumbles back, and he's now on his back, prone. Ooh, nice. Yeah. Um. So Irene calls out, Pinsir, please get up. I do get the bonus action to move away, so I'm going to oh. move 60 feet away in the air. Awesome. You do this attack, and then Scyther, like, flies off in the other direction. Irene calls out, a Pinsir, uh, please get up. Uh, try to try to reach him with a, a vice grip, I guess. Pinsir gets up, looks to where you are in the air, and, like, runs to where, <laughs> where you would be on the ground, and, like, reaches up with its pincers and it cannot grab you. Good. <laughs> Good. So with that, it is Scyther's turn again. About how far away am I now? Uh, I'm going to say you are about uh, you're about 15 feet away, but like up in the air. Scyther, let's not give him any chance to hit. Use another air slash. Okay. Oh, that'll be 22. Oh, yep. Oh. 22 definitely hits pincer. So uh, it slices down with its scythes again, and you see these two sonic booms fly toward it. Will be eight damage. Eight damage. Wow. So these two sonic booms hit Pinsir again, and it does not look like Pinsir can take much more of that. And then do you fly further away? Yeah. He's got six <laughs> HP left. Uh, Scyther, move out of range again. <laughs> All right. So Irene calls out, well, you're in the air. What? Uh, okay. Um... Pincer, try to reach it with a vice grip. Jump, I guess. <laughs> and so, like now, <laughs> I'm imagining like Pincer like jumping up and down, like, <laughs> and then. <sighs> so Irene calls out that uh, that vice grip attack, and it's jumping in the air trying to reach Scyther, and it cannot get it. Um, and with that, it's Scyther's turn again. Scyther, we're going to finish it off now. Move in. Use another slash attack. So Scyther is going to basically fly at full speed towards Pinsir and try to finish it off with a slash. Very cool. Roll. That will be another 22. 22. Oh. 22 to hit. <laughs> wow. Yeah, that definitely hits. Another eight. All right. And you fly down. Not you, Wesley. Scyther <laughs> I flies. I believe it's me. <laughs> I'm living vicariously through this Scyther. So Scyther dive bombs this Pinsir and like it reaches out, slashes, bang directly into into pincer and it freezes for a second and it falls to the ground <laughs> slices in half. was there an anime <laughs> samurai like <laughs> <laughs> screen flash <laughs> as soon as pincer hits the ground the crowd is just like it it goes wild um this was an especially close match <laughs> for for us both um so, yeah, so Scyther dive bombs, does the slash, goes up into the air, and, like, does, like, a little, like, flip in the air once it hears, like, the uh, the applause and flies toward you. It doesn't try to hug you like, like it I wants to. I am glad for that. <laughs> he, he's self-aware. That's so nice. <laughs> it lands on your podium and, like, just kind of, like, looks down at you and does as close to a smile as it can. Oh, well, I can't fist bump it either, can I? <laughs> <laughs> no. no, I'm just gonna <laughs> just gonna give it one of those good little nods and a and a bow. At this point, Sendorn comes racing back in with a handful of five hot dogs <laughs> <laughs> and to see a Scyther staring West straight in the face. 
So uh, you guys hear Reginald's voice boom out through the stadium and again, and uh, he says, That was sure a close matchup, Pinter and Cypher. Cypher sure did come out on top there. Let's give these two spectacular trainers another round of applause. And the crowd, like, it swells, and... Um, Wesley gives a little half bow. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, Irene recalls Pinter, and, like, she looks really disappointed, but, like, she jumps off of her podium and, like, comes to meet you halfway in uh, in the arena. This boy. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so, yeah, she, she offers forth her, her fist, and I, I imagine you bump it. Yeah, I think we hold it there a little too long, just like every TV show. <laughs> yep, so you guys are frozen there, and she's just like, um... And then she does, like, the locking motion. <laughs> Me she- too. We pull it away, and we both make explosion sounds. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. Why do I feel like... In this universe, the fist bump is the handshake. Like, <laughs> I don't know. If, if, if you'll listen, there's a lot of handshaking that goes oh, on okay. in this yeah. podcast. Yeah, absolutely. So uh, you guys walk back toward the dugout, and I imagine did Sen miss the whole match? I'm. Oh, yeah. Sen Doran, he missed the entire match. And like I said, he came in and looked at a Scyther staring West dead in the face. <laughs> so, so he You didn't knew know that I had on. the Scyther, right? Uh, it wasn't attacking me. Honestly. Honestly, no. Like, cause I was, cause uh, Sandoran was busy with his victory bell uh, during, you know, the beginning. So mm-hmm. he never got a chance to see what his. Ak is just had. like, oh man, that was like the best battle ever. I <laughs> man, I would hate myself if I missed that. Oh man, way to go, Wes, man. That I was great. That I, was the best. Sandoran that's worth. That's over. worth so many hot dogs. Oh my god. Speaking of hot dogs, did you did you uh, get Florence that hot dog? Yeah, I got I got five for us. Um, and it turns out they were all, they were only five for ten pokey. Whoa! Oh <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Wow, that is quite a deal. Boy, I'm gonna have to start getting menus. <laughs> <laughs> and then um, Professor Dogwood like pokes her head into the dugout, and like honestly, she's looking a little annoyed. It's like um, Reginald just called the next two out. Uh, Man, those guys better get out there. Man, better turn his mic on. Uh, and then you hear Atticus and Alice, please report to the field. Oh shit! Um, see you guys. Wish me luck. And he runs towards the field. Alice like comes up right behind you, and she's like, "Hey, good luck." Yeah. Okay. Don't, <laughs> don't touch me. <laughs> <laughs> so you guys walk up on the podium, and uh, the referee does his little spiel, holds up his flags for you guys to release your Pokemon. And uh, Atticus um, tosses his Pokeball down onto the field, right in front of the podium. All right. Or the platform. Yeah, so you guys uh, release your Pokeball, and you can see uh, Tauros, uh, upon, like, releasing from the Pokeball, it looks around, and, like, it sees you behind it, and it does a little, like, happy moo, and it, like, starts to, like, wag its tails a little bit. Yeah, Atticus is actually going to jump off the platform and just, like, stand there in front of, like, just, like, grab Tauros by the horns and be like, got this, man, come on. Come on, you and me. We good? We good. Headbutt it. Yeah, <laughs> little little friendly headbutt. And you hear the referee whistle and say, like, get up on your podium. I'm like, yeah, okay, I'm doing it. I'm like, <laughs> thumbs up to Tauros, and I climb back up. Uh, you see Alice release uh, Persian from its Pokeball, and, like, it does a little yawn on the field. Um, from what you guys remember, it looked like Alice was just kind of, like, petting and cuddling Persian the entire time that, like, uh, she was supposed to be, like, getting to know it. Mm-hmm. And so, like, she made Persian a little sleepy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, 
You see the referee crosses flags in front of him, and he says, Begin! And you know what that means. Roll initiative! I've got a 19. And that is a natural one, which I believe was the exact same initiative for the last <laughs> match. <laughs> All right, Tauros gets to make his first move. I've got bad news. <laughs> <laughs> um, how, how far apart are they? Um, I would say they're about... They're about 35 feet apart okay. from each other right now. Perfect. I've got a, a kind of a special bit. So I'm going to say, uh, Tauros, uh, charge and use a horn attack. So basically what that means is I get to make the horn attack, but if he's at least 20 feet away charging towards them, if it hits, I get to add an, an additional 1d10 damage. Righteous. Yeah. And then there's some more stuff if it hits. So we'll just, whoops, we'll, we'll see if I... Um, nope. That's, uh, that's a seven to hit. Yeah, so a seven does not hit. So you see Tauros, like, charge toward Persian, and, like, once Tauros is about to hit Persian, Persian jumps into the air, lands on Tauros, and does another little, like, jump up, and with the force that Persian put onto Tauros by jumping off of it, Tauros goes smashing into the ground. <laughs> and Alice says, All right, Persian, use slash attack! And Persian gets a nat 20. Oh, oh, nat, nat 20. 20. <laughs> nat 20. <laughs> so you see uh, Persian bounce off of Tauros, and it does a little flip in the air, and then lunges forward at Tauros and slashes right at Tauros's backside for 11 damage. Hot diggity dog. Okay. <laughs> All right, and it is Tauros's turn. Um, Is Tauros prone or did he get back up no I, i'm i'm gonna say he didn't he wasn't fully prone i'm gonna okay. say just his front legs dropped okay yeah yeah Toros, try to hit him with a stomp attack uh that is a 23 23 yeah 23 definitely hits so um toros takes the slash on its backside um turns around rears back on its back legs and crushes this Persian. Fuck yeah. Putting its full weight onto Persian for how much? That is uh, 7 plus 3. 10. All right. Uh, so for 10 damage. When they make the movie of this, they're going to call it Stomp the Yarn. (laughs) 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 Okay. Yeah. So uh, when... (laughs) When Tauros drops its uh, hooves onto Persian, you actually hear a little like, like it did not like that one bit. Like you ever step on a cat's like tail in the kitchen? Every day. (laughs) (laughs) Like 10 times that because it's a literal puma. So Alice says, well, uh, that that wasn't very nice. Let's uh, Persian use use fury swipes. And uh, with fury swipes, Persian gets to make 1d4 plus 1 slash attacks. So, uh, Persian uh, rolls a, well, DM rolls a 2 plus 1. Persian gets to make 3 slash attacks. So that is going to be, oh, I got a roll to hit. And does not hit. So, that you is, roll oh, I should. roll each one or is it one? No, it's oh, just, okay. it, it's just one. Nice. So, so that was uh, an 8 to hit Tauros. No. All uh, right. No, 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 no. <laughs> so uh, Persian uh, lunges forward and attempts to slash once, twice, three times. But Tauros each time kind of like ducks, dodges, dips, and none of those seem to hit. Dodge, okay. dip, duck, dive, and dodge. <laughs> <laughs> um, Tauros, all right, uh, hop back about 20 feet and use a charge attack. So 
So I'm gonna have him like kind of scoot back and then charge again with a horn attack. Okay. Um, that is a 16 to hit. Uh, yeah, absolutely. That totally right. hits. So with the charge, um, I get the regular damage, which is 1d10 plus 3, which is a 9 plus 3, 12. Mm -hmm. And I get an additional 1d10 cool. damage, which is a 9. So that's uh, 21 damage. Dang. Okay. Also, um, you must make a strength saving throw. Or? Or be knocked prone. Cool. Uh, <laughs> or else. Th that is a 3. <laughs> All right. So that does not. So... Um, Persian is knocked prone. All right. And because of that, I get to use my stomp as an additional Dang! bonus. Okay. Damage. Wow. The Gatador is no more. <laughs> and that is a uh, 22 to hit. Dang. Yep. That hits. Do your stomp attack. Fuck. That's 12 extra damage. <laughs> so basically, Atticus goes, Hey, Taurus, kick that motherfucker's ass. <laughs> All right. So just because that was so many things. After um, missing all of those Fury Swipes attack, Tauros turns around, does like a circular motion back around, and smashes into this Persian. And you can see Persian flies about about 10 feet. Um, and like on its charge back, you see Tauros rear up and smash its hooves right down on Persian, taking a good chunk of damage. Way to go, Tauros, man. That was great. <laughs> oh, what? Persian, you pussy. <laughs> that was a stream of consciousness right there. <laughs> this is fun. Persian, what are what are you doing out there? Uh, use use fury swipes one more time. And that is uh 17 to hit. Uh yeah, that hits. All right, so. Persian, like, is pissed. Like, you hear that, like, furious, like, screech that cats do, mm -hmm. and it, like, jumps onto Tauros and makes a three slash attacks. So that is going to be... Going to be for 22 points of damage. Holy cow. So you hear uh, Reginald say... um. And it looks like Persian is not going to take that lying down. Don't count this cat out of the bag quite yet. And you hear the audience go, Ugh. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Taros is up. All right, um, are they close to each other? Oh, yeah. yeah, yeah. Like, okay. I, I'm, I'm going to say Persian is, like, on top of Taros. Oh, dang. Okay. I'm going to say if you want to try to buck. Uh, yeah, I'll just, I'll probably, yeah. Um, Taros, try to buck him off. Um, and then uh, it's probably a stomp attack as as the attack trying to. What I'm to, what I'm gonna oh, have sure. you do? It's gonna be a, a strength contest um, oh, between okay. you and Persian. Boy, I think this might go well. Nine. That is a five. <laughs> oh. <laughs> so um, you can see Tauros just starts to buck and try to get this Persian buck that off. Fuck. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, in the in the process All of right. bucking, it actually throws Persian off. And now do whatever you want to do. Yeah, I think while Persian's in the air, I'm going to uh, have Tauros, like, kick or stomp, basically. Okay, perfect. Like a back kick. So I'm going to use the stomp attack. Sure. All right. <laughs> so um, when you uh, when you buck Persian off and you go for that, that stomp attack, it actually is able to get off of Tauros and latch right back on, and its claws start Dang. to dig into Tauros for three damage. Okay. 
And then Alice calls out, All right, uh, Persian, use uh, use your bite attack. And it uh, goes to chomp at, at Tauros, looking to have a little hamburger. That is an 11 to hit. That does not hit. All right. So Persian goes to bite Tauros, but accidentally, like, bites one of its horns. Yeah. And, like, it does not like the taste of it and spits yeah. it right out. Connor with a horn attack. That is a 22. Dang. 23. Yeah. With that horn attack, it starts to, like, buck again and uses its horns to, like, toss Persian clear off of Tauros. And that's a uh, max damage. That's 13 piercing damage. <sighs> okay. Tauros tosses Persian clear off, and you see Persian drop about maybe, like, five feet away from Tauros, and it, like, shakes, and it's trying to get back up, and then it collapses. Fuck yeah! Hey, trainers. Aaron here. The guys and I are so excited to announce Die Hard Dice as our new sponsor. Die Hard is home to the highest quality metal and polymer dice this side of Kanto, and we are overjoyed to be able to use them at our table. To celebrate this grand alliance, we are pleased to announce Kat, or at the Panzer Mom on Twitter, as the winner of our first giveaway. Congratulations, Kat. Send us a DM so we can hook you up with a beautiful set of metal dice of your choice from Die Hard Dice. But friends, we're not finished. All of our listeners can use the promo code ROARINGTRAINERS to take 15% off your order at checkout on dieharddice.com. Like the way we roll? Roll with the best at Die Hard Dice. Listeners, thank you for the support you've shown us as we begin our Pokemon journey. If you like what you hear, be sure to like and follow us on Twitter, Facebook, Tumblr, and Instagram. Hang out with us on our Discord server, and consider giving us a review on iTunes. It helps support us immensely, and it lets us know we're on the right track. We have so much fun playing and sharing the Roaring Trainers with you, and I'm both thankful and humbled that you've chosen to spend your time with us. Thank you, and enjoy the rest of the show. Alright, so uh, you hear Reginald over the speaker system, like, What a battle! Tauros completely destroying Persian! And the, the crowd is just going crazy. Atticus right jumps off the platform and runs to Taurus and he just hops right on top and like <laughs> they just like ride cowboy. I think they're both super happy about that. Absolutely. So you jump on top of Tauros and like it starts to playfully buck around. Yeah. And I'm gonna have you make Shit. a strength contest. Boy, Atticus, if this whole Pokemon trainer thing doesn't work out, you might have a career as a professional bull rider. <laughs> <laughs> What'd you get? Uh, strength? Yep. Uh, 21. All right, that was a 13, so you're actually able to, like, stay on Tauros bareback. <laughs> Is it a little Full sexy? Full eight seconds. It's <laughs> a little sexy? It's very sexy. Roll for nice. sexy. <laughs> Roll for se- That's a nat one for sexy. <laughs> Yikes. And you see Alice, um, she gets off of her platform, uh, returns Persian, and, like, storms at you. She's, uh, where do, where do you uh, get Atticus off? Atticus jumps off, and he just, like, walks up, just gives her a big bear hug. Like okay. Just off the ground. That's his thing. And just like throws around like, man, that was such a great battle. Thanks so much for battling me. And like she initially looked incredibly mad, but in this bear hug, like she got what she wanted. Atticus is very strong. <laughs> and so like, uh, I imagine when you put her down, she, so she like, in his arms now. <laughs> she like tries to throw her arms around you to like do like something similar to the ending of her last battle. 
and oh. oh is that a yeah okay so he tries and like he goes like in for a kiss and all of a sudden act his hands just right in front of his mouth <laughs> <laughs> like high five <laughs> and you hear the crowd go ooh and yeah so she takes this rejection relatively well yeah. and you guys come back to the to the to the dugout Alex, that was really good. <laughs> hey, thanks, thanks, and yeah, man, what a what a match. That was really something. Yeah, and you see, uh, Abby is eating your hot dog. Motherfucker, <laughs> <laughs> Abby. And Abby looks up at you like playfully, like it is, its mouth is completely stuffed, and most of this hot dog is gone. Yeah, he's like, oh, that's all right. And he goes over and gives her a big hug. And, like, when you go over to give her a hug, she thinks that you're trying to reach and take the hot dog, <laughs> and she stuffs the rest into her mouth. <laughs> well, little Abby. Little Abby. <laughs> oh, you. <laughs> and then uh, you guys hear uh, Reginald over the loudspeaker again. He says, All right, our last match of the evening. Sierra Reynolds versus Sandoran Housley. Make your way onto the arena, please. So Sindoran's going to start walking over to his platform, and as he's doing that, he, he glances over at her just to see if she's glancing back at him or anything. Nope, her eyes are, like, locked with her platform. Well, then I guess I'll go fuck myself and go <laughs> onto the platform. Well, I mean, not now. <laughs> uh, you see the referee raise his flags to each of you, giving you each a look, signaling you to release your Pokemon. All right, let's do this, Victory Bell, and I throw my Pokeball out. All right, and uh, Victory Bell bursts out of the Pokeball with, like, a screech, and, like, it looks back at you, and then it looks uh, looks forward towards Sierra. You see Sierra doesn't really call out uh, her Pokemon's entrance. She just kind of, like, tosses it into the arena, and you see uh, a vile plume burst out of the Pokeball with, like, a burst of, of yellow pollen, and it lands on the ground. It's doing its ready-to-fuck-you-up ready to stance. And then the referee crosses its flags out in front of you. And as the GM, I have to say, roll for initiative. Uh, it's going to be, it's going to be a th 11. And that is also going to be an 11. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so uh, what's, uh, what's victory bell speed? Uh, 20. It is also 20 for me as well. So let's say, let's just re-roll initiative, right. <laughs> shall we? Contest of speed, huh? <laughs> Three. That is a five. Oh Our guys are so slow. I, you go first. No, you go first. I insist. I'm going to go first. So you hear uh, Sierra call out over the field. All right, Vileplume, let's finish this up quick. Use Solar Beam. And so uh, with Solar Beam, uh, Vileplume unleashes a beam of solar energy in a 60-foot line that is 5 feet wide. Each creature in that line must make a DC 14 dexterity saving throw, taking 37 grass damage on a failed save or half as much on a damage on a successful one. I'm going to roll the damage. Okay. So, so are we safe in the bullpen from this? <laughs> <laughs> All right, so make that oh, dexterity save. Goodness gracious. Nat one. Oh no! <laughs> Did we all roll nat ones on our first roll? I think not me. We. <laughs> Must be nice. Nat right. one. So you I see, feel for you. you see, a uh, vile plume like aim its big flower on the top of his head toward Victory Bell, and it starts to charge up. And Victory Bell has a little bit of time to get out of the way, but then. 
tries to get out of the way and it falls flat on its face. So you see the solar beam fly out of Vile Plume's uh, top flower and directly into Victory Bell's mouth. Ooh. For your sunlight feeds me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, let's not take me out in one hit. <laughs> All right, so the solar beam um, flies right into Victory Bell's mouth, and you take 30 damage. Fuck. <laughs> Son, do better. <laughs> I'm really trying. You literally almost struck out on the first pitch. <laughs> All right, and with that, it is now Victory Bell's turn. Oh, man. You're going to well, have to change that uh, Pokemon's name. How far, how, far, <laughs> how far away are we? Uh, I'm going to say you're about 35 feet away from Bioplume. All right. Then there's only one thing I can do at this point. All right, Victory Bell. Let's try and hit him with a poison powder. Now, this is also a recharge move. So, Cloud of Poisonous Spores is released. All Pokemon within 35 feet of the Pokemon must make a DC 14 Constitution save throw. Okay. Taking 14 damage, or 4d6s, rather, uh, on a failed save. Okay. So... Oh, that is an 11. Oh, I'm going to hit you with some poison. Okay. Oh, boy. This is really the only hope I've got at this point. All right. Uh, six and seven is 13. Uh, since you failed to save, the Pokemon must take 1d6 damage at the beginning of each of its turns. Okay. So so roll that damage right away for the beginning of Vileplume's turn. Another two at you. All right, so this this cloud of purple dust pops out of uh, Victory Bell, and Vileplume starts to, like, cough a little bit. It does not take this damage very well. Then you hear Sierra call out, All right, Vileplume, use Absorb on this child. And that is going to be... He's attacking Sundoran directly. <laughs> I knew she was a villain. And that is only five. You see these two green orbs come out of the top of Vileplume's uh, flower, and Victory Bell is able to dance out of the way of one and out of the other, and uh, this attack does not hit. All right. Uh, now, at the end of your turn, you are going to make a save throw to get out of this poison. Oh, for sure. Mm -hmm. uh, that is a six. No dice. Okay, still poison, though. But also dice. <laughs> <laughs> but also dice. Victory Bell! Time to make a salad here. Let's swallow that vile plume. Gross. That is, <laughs> that is a 12 to hit. Uh, 12 does not hit. So uh, Victory Bell um, bounces toward vile plume and like bends down to try to, to swallow it. And uh, vile plume actually like gets both of its hands around Victory Bell's mouth and like just pushes it away. Yeesh. Yeah. Um, I think I saw Atticus do that same thing. <laughs> <laughs> Um, so, uh, Vileplume is looking a little disgusted at this point, um, and Sierra says, ah, Vileplume, uh, you let him get that close to doing that? Use Absorb again. And then, uh, you see these two green orbs, um, come out of the top of, uh, Vileplume, and that is a 13. Barely hits. Barely hits. All right, so, uh, these two orbs, uh, come out of Vileplume and crash into Victory Bell. You take eight damage. And Vileplume recovers 4 HP uh, because it is half of the absorbed damage. All right. Um, so then I make the DC check. Yep. Try and DC right. us out of this. That is a 17. He's no longer poisoned. All right. So um, you see Vileplume kind of like shake its head and it is now not poisoned anymore. He's not poisoned anymore. And my victory bell is so weak. It's not fair. Um, 
I'm going to activate <laughs> my trap card. <laughs> 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 I'm going uh, to activate Second Wind. Mm -hmm. Um, which, for those of you who do not know, Second Wind is an ability that I can use as an ace trainer. Uh, it allows me to roll 1d10 plus my trainer level, and my Pokemon recovers that much HP. Mm -hmm. Yeah! Mm, that's what I'm talking about. Nat 10. Nat 10! <laughs> <laughs> So, 10 plus 1, uh, that would be 11, so Victory Bell's gonna heal a bit. Okay, so what do you call out to Victory Bell, too? Because with, with Second Wind, like, you you call out to it, and um, you make it believe in itself a little bit harder. Okay. So, what do you... Don't give up on me just yet, Victory Bell! I'm not gonna give up on you, so you gotta stick with me on this! Alright, and then Victory Bell kind of, like, perks up, and, like, it's looking way more determined, and, like, looks a little bit healthier now. Okay, Victory Bell, there's only one way that we can still be in this, and that's if you give that swallow one more try. That's gonna be an 18 to hit. Alright, 18 definitely hits. So, uh, Victory Bell, like, with its newfound determination, like, bounces toward Vileplume, and doesn't give it a chance to defend against this, and, like, suction cups itself directly on the top of Vileplume. Alright. Ugh, not gonna take much damage this first round, though. He's only gonna take six. Alright. So Vileplume takes that six damage, and tell me a little bit about um, Victor Bell's Swallow attack. Yes, so with that hit, uh, your Vileplume is now grappled and swallowed. Okay. So what you're going to have to do is you're going to have to make an escape DC 12 uh, roll. Only one creature can be grappled and swallowed at a time. While swallowed, the target will take uh, 2d8 poison damage at the start of each of its turns. Okay. Wow. And if you escape the grapple, it ends the swallow can. Okay, so I'm going to make that initial uh, escape check. All right. And that is a seven. And he ain't going nowhere. All right. <laughs> so you're going to take some poison damage. You're going to take eight poison damage. Eight poison damage. All right. So um, Vileplume tries to, like, climb out of Victory Bell. Of course, you don't see this. If, um, Victory Bell only, only sees this happen, or only feels this happen, and, like, tries to, like, climb to the top, but the inside of Victory Bell is, like, evolutionarily very slippery for this reason, mm -hmm. and Vileplume is not able to climb out. All right. And then Alice, Alice calls out. She's looking very frustrated at this point. She says, she says um, Vileplume, what, what are you, what are you doing? This, this isn't how this was supposed to go. He's a literal child. Try to break out of there. Use, use acid, I guess. And because uh, Vileplume is on the inside of Victory Bell, it gets disadvantaged for a couple of reasons. One, it can't hear her very well. And two, like it's already super acidic on the inside of Victory Bell. And again, evolutionarily, its stomach is able to take a bunch of acid, I guess. Oh yeah. That's a 14. That's a hit. Okay, so um, you you just take a five acid damage. Got a Easy. tummy ache. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so um, from the outside, you can see like <laughs> Victory Bell's body, like. You can see the impression of Vileplume trying to get out, and then all of a sudden, Victory Bell's eyes like widen as that acid attack is made. Gotcha. Victory Bell, try to keep your food down now. That's going to be another eight damage. All right, another eight damage onto Vileplume. All right. Start of your turn, you're gonna take some poison damage. It's gonna be six. Six. All right, Vileplume, like, this acid starts to actually, like, <laughs> 
<laughs> digest it almost. <laughs> and Victory Bell actually like feels it trying to climb out mm -hmm. again, and like it, it does, it does not. Um, so at the start of its turn, it's going to really try to get it's out of there again. Escape. And that is a nat twenty escape DC. Ooh, that's going. Awesome. You're just gonna bust my throat. Oh yeah. <laughs> so a uh, vile plume like uh, on the inside of Victory Bell, it does like the kick run like up the walls mm -hmm. and like gets to the top of Victory Bell's mouth in a pull up fashion, pulls itself up and out of Victory Bell and flies out and lands in front of Victory Bell. Uh oh. <laughs> You hear uh, Sierra say, all right, uh, we need to regain some of that health, Victory Bell. Um, use Absorb and don't fuck it up this time. Uh, and that is a... Glad I didn't give her a hot dog. That is a nine to that, hit. No chance. All right, <laughs> so these two green lights come out of Vile Plume and they kind of rush toward Victory Bell and it does another dip, another dodge, and it does not hit. All right. All right, Victory Bell. Let's hit him with some acid and finish this one off. Uh, that's going to be a 15 to hit. All right, 15 definitely hits. So um, this is the finishing move. So I'm going to have you, yeah, roll that damage. That's nine damage. All right, yeah, nine damage work. definitely takes it out. You see this acid attack come out of Victory Bell and absolutely soak Vile Plume. Vile Plume tries its best to, like, wipe all of this acid off of it, but then it just cannot take it anymore, and it falls backwards unconscious. And you hear Reginald say, All right, what a fantastic finish to this battle. Vileplume just could not take being digested another turn and drops to Victory Bell. Sandoran moves on to round three. Sandoran jumps off the podium and he goes, grabs Victory Bell's like two vines and starts dancing with it really happily. <laughs> yes, yes. So Victory Bell starts to like bounce with you and like it gets so excited it actually like dips down and tries to eat you so <laughs> but in a loving way <laughs> in a loving way so uh, i'm gonna say make a dexterity save oh throw. dear god i'm gonna uh, atticus is already running out to congratulate you and he's gonna help with that roll to sure. like try to pull victory bell off. yeah i'm gonna need it because that's only a nine all right what do i what should i roll the or is that a help? strength um i'm gonna have you we'll make it strength what, okay. what was your strength yeah that'll be a 13 for strength all right, so yeah, a 13 strength save barely gets you out of that, and then Atticus rushes across the field and like gives you an extra little pull, and you mm -hmm. and you slide out of Victory Bell. Oh, thanks, Atticus. I didn't know what was gonna happen. That's all right. Great job, man. Congratulations. Thanks. You actually see Sierra make her way off the podium, and she's walking toward you, and she looks like she looks very, very upset, and like she stops right in front of you, and she's like glaring at you right in the eyes. And then you see her offer her hand to you, and she says, you know, for a, for a kid, that was pr a pretty good battle. You know what? Maybe you ought to give more credit to kids like me, and I throw up the little quotes thing. And then she says, I think that is, I think that is definitely fair. And she still has her hand out to shake yours. And I'll extend my hand. Awesome. And uh, then you guys hear over the loudspeaker, Reginald pipes back in and he says, All right, and with that, the second round is finished. Can we please have all of the second round victors onto the arena, please? Oh, I'll walk on over. <laughs> <laughs> no, I don't. <laughs> yes. <laughs> 
All right, you are all like just standing in a line, like on the outside of the arena, and you hear Reginald pipe up again. He says, "And there you have it, ladies and gentlemen, the end of round two. Let's give it up for our top four trainers." And like William's out there, and he like Atticus, he grabs your hand and he hoists it up in the air. Uh, who's beside me? I'm gonna say Wes is beside you. I grab Wes's hand, do the same thing. Hooray! Who's next to Wes? You. <laughs> <laughs> I grab his other hand because he ain't putting it up, so I'm going to grab his hand and put his up, too. And then we all kiss. <laughs> <laughs> and then um, the arena kind of, like, swells. Like, that was a really great second round. And then you hear... Um, we will be having a short intermission before the beginning of the semifinals of the 92nd Annual Pokemon League Induction Tournament. Stay tuned. You won't want to miss this. And then uh, you see Professor Dogwood in the dugout, like, point you guys in the direction of the tunnel. And you see the tunnel door open up to receive you all, and you walk through. Right. Um, do you guys talk to each other at all on, on the way in? Like, the, the crowd is pretty deafening, but... So once we're, like, able to talk, um, I'm actually going to walk up to Wes. I'm like, Wes, man, I've, this is pretty exciting. Hey, um, like, I signed up, and, you know, I'm really happy to be here, but w this is a top four, right? Like, do we all get something for this do you know i don't believe i've been told what i mean besides the 5,000 pokey for winning william actually pipes up and he says well um yeah actually we we all get our trainer's license oh fuck yeah sindoran's eyes just go wide-eyed and he like can't believe it <laughs> guys we we did it as far as i'm concerned we made it guys this I is one this is awesome uh william pipes up and he says yeah i'm i'm really excited to get my my starter Pokemon. Um, what what do you guys think we're gonna get? Oh, man, I'm listen. Uh, I'm really excited for everyone. Uh, I don't even care. Like, I've got Abby. She's all I need. But that that trainer's license. That's that's what's been holding me back. And I I'm just whatever happens after this. I don't I don't even care. I'm just really happy to be here. And I'm glad to be here with you guys. You guys are pretty cool. I couldn't ask for a better opponent in the semifinals. And I go to uh, give. William a little fist bump. And he goes and he uh, fist, fist bumps you back. He's like, yeah, I'm I'm really looking forward to it. Uh, just so you know, I'm not going to be pulling any punches here. I wouldn't have it any other way. Wait a minute. Does that mean I'm... Uh, Whoa. You, you guys boss. are just figuring this out now. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I'm not good at math. I know this is nothing <laughs> to do with math. math. <laughs> that's, that's the joke. <laughs> Atticus, I, I don't want to fight you. Hey, man, it's all part of the game. And I reach my hand out, give you a handshake. I extend my hand as well. And I do one of those cool things where I pull it away and slick my hair back. <laughs> no, I'm just oh, kidding. I thought for sure it was going to end up a hug. <laughs> That's actually it. I go to, he goes, grabs your hand and pulls you into a half bro hug. He's like, it doesn't matter, man. We all won. Thanks, man. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Uh, so you all make it down into the locker room. And when you walk in, you can actually see that Professor Pine has already made her way down and is waiting for the four of you. Uh, when you enter, she shuffles quickly towards Sindoran and wraps him up in a big hug. And she says, your parents will be so proud of you. You did wonderfully out there, Sindoran. And you, Atticus, uh, the way you handled your Tauros, ma magnificent. And, and Wes, th that strategy with Scyther was, was of a pro's caliber. Thank you. William did pretty good too. I don't know if you saw him. Yeah, no, William, you did did fantastic, but I, I I wouldn't have had it any other way. So then as she's congratulating you, after a few minutes of like talking to Professor Pine, 
um, and talking amongst yourselves, you can uh, you see Professor Dogwood and Reginald Masterson make their way into the locker room, followed by a very thin man uh, carrying a very large camera on a tripod. He looks to be having a lot of trouble carrying this contraption uh, at one point, nearly dropping the whole thing. Uh, Am I close enough to help? Or yeah. is he? I don't I don't think so. Not yet. Okay, well, then. Fuck him. <laughs> yeah, no, I feel like you paused for a moment. Sendorin runs over to him and says, oh, let me help you with that. All right, so Sendorin, he sees you run over to him to try and help. He says, uh, hey, uh, no, that's that's fine. Hands hands off the merchandise. Oh, oh, I'm sorry. I, I didn't mean rules, to impose. Man. Rules. Don't do it. Yeah, no, I, I, I got it. Thank, thanks, thanks so much. So as he's setting up the camera, uh, Professor Dogwood steps carefully around the cameraman and addresses you all. Very well done. You are all sure to make excellent trainers. Before we get you your Pokemon for the next round, we need to have your photos taken uh, for your trainer's license. You can then see the cameraman was finally able to set up his camera, and you can see that he is now in the process of setting up a plain blue background against one of the locker room walls. He pipes up in a squeaky, startled voice. He says, oh, uh, yeah, uh, come come right over. Let's let's make this quick. I know you all got a, a tournament to, f- to finish up. Um, uh, Billiam, was it? Uh, we'll, we'll take yous first. The cameraman uh, then ducks under the sheet that's attached to his camera and waves uh, Will over. Uh, Will gives a very small smile, and the camera flashes with a puff of smoke that fills up the locker room. And he says, uh, uh, um, Westland, uh, you're, you're next. Uh, Wesley walks over to the camera, and he sort of, uh, you know, makes sure his hair is okay. He's used to being very presentable, so he just wants to make sure that he looks all right for the photo. So he, you know, checks his collar, brushes his hair back. Yeah. So, um, and I think he's, he's in a rush to, to get this done. So like, as soon as you get your arms like down, like after you're done fixing your hair, he flashes the picture and you don't feel like that you were ready. <laughs> oh boy. Did I blink? <laughs> uh, yeah, no, you're, you're fine. You're fine. Um, all right. Uh, Sendor, let's, uh, let's keep it moving. Uh, Sendoran excitedly runs over and just like right away, just into whatever pose he chooses like kind of just upright and like ready okay uh, so i'm picturing uh sendoran is is very stiff and you're doing like this really wide toothy smile oh huge huge <laughs> super awkward just like really forced like your neck muscles are just popping like i am happy <laughs> <laughs> and so the the camera flashes and then um the cameraman says uh all right um atticus come on over yeah okay um he's pretty excited he walks in front of the camera so then uh, as soon as you step in front of the, the blue background, he comes out from behind his sheet and he says, uh, uh, you're, you're not quite, uh, quite centered in the, in the photo, buddy boy. Uh, here, let me help you out. He then uh, steps in front of you and he grabs you by the, by the shoulders and like tries to move you in the center. Uh, but then while he's moving you, like no one else sees this, but you can feel him slip something into your, uh, into your front shirt pocket. As soon as you feel him slip this into your pocket uh he quickly makes eye contact with you um i want to roll insight to see if i know him sure that's a natural 20 nice natural 20 the first one was like an mm-hmm. 18 in the crack but you don't recognize him at oh, all dang okay Whoa. at all oh i forgot <sighs> Nat 20! Nat 20! <laughs> all right so he puts this in your pocket and he like locks eyes with you and like shakes his head and then he goes back to the camera he holds his hand up to like get you ready for the photo I think Atticus is like he lost his smile for a second, but he doesn't recognize him, so he's so he kind of smiles again. And I think right when the flash happens, 
Abby teleports right behind and she's oh, totally yeah. in the picture. Oh, <laughs> like yeah. she just like just perfectly like like hands <laughs> out just behind me just whoa, right in the picture. Perfectly. Absolutely. No, that I love that. Mm-hmm. I love that imagery. As soon as his, your picture is taken, he quickly like collapses the tripod. He says, uh, "All right, well, that's all I needed. Uh, well, well, good luck with the the rest of the tournament, use use guys." And uh, he quickly like shuffles out of the locker room. Uh, once the cameraman leaves, Professor Dogwood claps her hands together and uh, addresses the group. She says, uh, "Well then, uh, let's let's get started. Uh, you you all know the drill. Uh, when I call your name, come up and grab your Pokemon, William and Wes." I do that. <laughs> <laughs> all right. So you and William uh, walk up to Professor Dogwood, and you see that you have received a Primeape. And then as soon as you have your Pokemon, William like flashes his card to you. And uh, he got a sand slash. Sick. <laughs> <laughs> and then um, she speaks up again. She says, uh, Atticus and uh, Sendoran. Let's go, buddy. Yeah, here we go. And you both receive, Atticus, you receive a Hypno. And Sendoran, you receive an Executor. <laughs> so at this point, Professor Dogwood uh, says, all right, you all, um, there's still a little bit of time left of the intermission. So if you want to make friends with with your Pokemon, get them get them checked out, study their cards. Now's the time to do it. Um, again, best of luck. Give them a show. You can see her point to the tunnel, and uh, Reginald actually like perks up. He's like, "Oh, um, I uh, I really gotta go. Uh, best of luck, you all." And he like books it uh, down the tunnel. You guys all have a little bit of time to interact with your Pokemon and just kind of like do stuff before the next round. Um, Atticus goes. All right, guys, good luck, all right? Whatever happens, happens. I'm going to go check out the new Pokemon and relax a little bit. So good luck, guys. Good luck to you as well. Tindoran, see you on the battlefield. Yeah. Um, Atticus goes into the kind of the back corner. He takes out the Pokeball, uh, calls out Hypno. Mm-hmm. Hypno comes out, and actually he turns to Abby and he goes, Abby, can you, like, interact with Hypno? I, I got to look at something. And he very... Sneakily tries to pull out the note mm-hmm. or the piece of paper that this yeah. person's. So then, uh, you you instruct Abby to kind of like keep Hypno occupied, and like I'm you, trying to make it look like I'm interacting yeah, with Hypno, but I'm actually gonna absolutely. Read this note. You can see Abby and Hypno are kind of like doing the the like mirror thing, like <laughs> <laughs> like Abby. That's awesome. Abby puts out one of one of uh, her arms, and then Hypno puts out one of his. Yeah. And then she puts out the other and then he puts out the other and they're doing like yeah. this like swaying <laughs> thing. Perfectly in sync. That's yes, awesome. exactly. Awesome. Once you kind of slyly take the note out of your pocket, uh, you open it up to see that it's actually typed and ripped. You you can't really tell where it could have came from, but like you can tell okay. wherever it came from, it was ripped, ripped out okay. of it. And it says Almost like a typewriter where you just rip off yep, the top. Okay. Exactly. And it says, found you. What's done is done, and you can't change it. Keep your nose clean, and don't go looking for trouble. Um, he just folds it up, puts it in his pocket, and sits down. It doesn't say anything. Okay. At this point, I think William uh, has taken out his his Pokemon, and like he's doing the same thing to it that he did with Raichu. It's uh, lifting up its like mouth, like to look at its teeth, and it actually like snaps at him a little bit. He just kind of like laughs and starts to pet it on its head. I'm going to let Primeape out of its Pokeball. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) That's a good idea. (laughs) Absolutely. So uh, you take Primeape out of the Pokeball. It came out of the Pokeball, like not facing toward you. 
and it's like looking around and it sees all the other trainers. I think at this time everyone else has their Pokemon, so it's like looking around for you and it turns around and like you're a little bit taller than it, but not by much. It looks up to you and it snorts. <laughs> it goes <sighs> I'm going to put my hand out for a fist bump. And it's a fighting Pokemon, right? You should like fist yeah, bumps. Absolutely. So you put out your fist to fist bump it. And then it kind of rears back and it like playfully punches you in the shoulder. And this is a primate playfully punch. So I'm going to (laughs) say. Oh, he's getting dice out. (laughs) You take you take three points of damage. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) And then it kind of like it does a little snort again. It goes (laughs) like it's laughing at you. Good punch there, primate. (laughs) (laughs) You can actually feel a little bruise forming on your arm. I'm trying not to let it know that that hurt. <laughs> <laughs> and then, uh, so what do you do with your Pokemon, Sen? Sendorn definitely lets uh, Executor out of uh, the Pokeball. Okay. So you let uh, Executor out, and you can see that it's about two heads taller than you. It is a very, like, it's modeled after a tree. Uh, yeah, it it's definitely one of the biggest Pokemon that Sendorn has ever seen. So he's kind of, he's just staring up, like, with his head, and he's mm-hmm. like, Wow, you're really big. (laughs) (laughs) And then you see all six of its eyes look down at you. It sways. You feel a little breeze from on top of you. Oh, that feels so nice. And I actually go to give it a hug. (laughs) Okay. And uh, because it doesn't have any arms, it just kind of like leans into you. But yeah, you guys are totally vibing right now. Yeah. Woo. Yeah. Someone in the distance is playing marimbas. So uh, after after a little bit of time uh, interacting with your with your Pokemon, William actually like turns to all three of you and he like waves you over to like the center of the locker room. All right, we uh, go there. Yeah, we go over. Uh, and he says, uh, "Hey guys, um, best of luck. Whatever happens here, we we did it. We we earned our license. So like, let's just have fun, okay? Like this is just gonna be a good battle. Totally, man. All right. And then he like looks at all three of you and he says, "Well." Uh, Wesley, I know I'm battling you this round, and I we already had our no-pulling-punches talk, but if I win, I could be facing either one of you, Sandoran Atticus, so you need to promise me no-pulling-punches either. Wouldn't think of it, man. There's no way I would pull any punches. All right, and then he actually, like, sticks his hand in the middle of your group, and he says, friends? Friends forever. Friendship <laughs> on three. One, <laughs> two, Dominate. three. Friendship! I I only did it. (laughs) Sparkles come out. (laughs) As you guys finish up this interaction, uh, Professor Dogwood walks toward the group and says, Oh, well, wasn't that that adorable? Uh, All right, gentlemen, it's it's time. Line up. Put on a show. Wow them. That's the goal here. Show Saffron City what the next generation of Pokemon trainers has to offer. Uh, And then she steps in front of you all and... Um, signals you all to follow her down the dark tunnel again. Uh, she does her thing, slaps the wall, and the door rises on the stadium, and you hear the stadium's roar as the as the door comes up. As your eyes focus on the field, you can actually see two men standing at the edge of the arena. You recognize them to be President Summers with his platinum blonde hair and uh, red and gold trim suit, and Governor Tanaka with his salt and pepper jet black hair, and tonight he's sporting uh, a silver suit with blue trimming, uh, waving and applauding your entrance. Uh, When you reach them, they each offer you all a handshake. So, like, this would be the equivalent of, like, 
you guys meeting with Obama before your basketball game. Why's it got to be basketball? <laughs> Baseball before whatever your nerd chess, whatever chess club. Yeah, whatever your nerd <laughs> activities are, Obama's there. Okay. <laughs> cool. Let's shake those hands. Yep, yep, yeah. Yep. Shaking some hands. And then uh, to shake. <laughs> All right, and then you all hear President Summer say, oh, what a fine group of young men. Do your region proud. And then uh, you hear Governor Tanaka say, um, your performances up to this point have been very impressive. Well done. And so you each shake their hands, and then you see um, both President Summers and Governor Tanaka, upon shaking your hands, um, make their way off the field flanked by security. Uh, President Summers uh, waves to the crowd enthusiastically, and Governor Tanaka just kind of like, nods at the crowd and gives like little little waves and then uh reginald pipes up and you hear always good to see our leadership come and support these little events what a treat uh and as the president and governor make their way off the field you hear uh reginald pipe up once again through their loudspeakers and here we are folks the semi-finals in all my years hosting this tournament the competition has never been fiercer my heart is absolutely pounding these trainers must now battle to decide in which order they will choose their starter pokemon and who will come away with the 5,000 pokey grand prize good luck boys uh the crowd like swells at this point and um, you all stop in the front of the arena, and the crowd is absolutely going wild for you four. Um, the large display in the stadium actually, like, pans across your faces. And uh, you look up, and you see each of your faces go across the screen in uh, black and white from player to player. Uh, Professor Dogwood then gestures for Atticus and Sundoran to follow her to the dugout, and William and Wes take their places in the arena. As the players take their place on their platforms, you can see the referee stand at his platform uh, to address you both. Gentlemen, you know the rules. This will be a one-on-one -on -one Pokemon battle. No time limit. No substitutions. The battle will end when one Pokemon is unable to battle. He then raises his flags to each of you, signaling you to release your Pokemon. I do that. All right. Uh, William calls out, all right, Sand Slash, let's make this a good one. And he tosses his Pokeball out into the arena. It's ready to go. It's got its claws all ready to fight. It does like slash, slash, and like it's oh man, it is it is ready to ready to fuck your shit up. Mm. Wesley does a little underhand throw. All right, Primeape, let's do this. All right, so Primeape bursts onto onto the arena and like does that same little look around, and then it like turns around and it faces you, and like it punches the air and like turns to face slant, Sand Slash. Um. I, I hold my shoulder. <laughs> um, so then uh, the referee then raises his flag uh, in front of him and he slashes down. And just then uh, you hear explosions rock the stadium. Oh. Damn, that guy is strong. <laughs> <laughs> the arena is now covered in thick black smoke and screams fill the air. Um, after a little bit of uh, chaos um, and screams, um, you hear a loud voice echo over the stadium. Good people of Kanto, please excuse the interruption. This is a message for Governor Tanaka. We have your wife and child. Make your way up back onto the field, and no harm will absolutely come to them. And Atticus, you don't need to roll an insight check for no, this. I exactly that. That's Spencer. Fucking Spencer. That's that's Spencer. The smoke clears, and you can then see the woman and the child from the embassy that you saw the day previous bound and gagged in the middle of the arena. Uh, two extremely large gold bats are posted up menacingly behind them. 
And I think that's it for tonight. Oh, no. (laughs) You're kidding. People, we just got to let you know, like, Gallon does not tell us when he is going to cut this shit off. So, like, yeah. I guess I just won't sleep for a week. (laughs) Yeah. I guess that's a thing. <laughs> all right. Thank you all so much for listening. We'll see you next time on The Roaring Trainers, Kento in the Jazz Age. Bye. Bye. See you guys. Fist bump. Hey, everyone. Thanks for listening. If you want to follow us on the social medias, please follow us at Roaring Trainers on Twitter and at The Roaring Trainers on Tumblr, Facebook, and Instagram.